Section four of Satan's Diary by Leonid Andreev, translated by Hermann Bernstein. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Caroline. In the morning, I was well again, refreshed and beautiful. I yearned for the play like an actor who has just left his dressing room. Of course, I did not forget to shave this canaille wondergood gets overgrown with hair as quickly as his golden-skinned pigs i complained about this to toppy with whom while waiting for magnus i was walking in the garden and toppy thinking a while replied philosophically yes man sleeps and his beard grows this is as it should be for the barbers magnus appeared he was no more hospitable than yesterday and his pale face carried unmistakable indications of weariness but he was calm and polite how black his beard is in the daytime he pressed my hand in cool politeness and said we were perched on a wall you are enjoying the roman campagna mr wondergood a magnificent sight it is said that the campagna is noted for its fevers but there is but one fever it produces in me the fever of thought apparently wondergood did not have much of a liking for nature and i have not yet managed to develop a taste for earthly landscape an empty field for me i cast my eyes politely over the countryside before us and said people interest me more signor magnus he gazed at me intently with his dark eyes and lowering his voice said dryly and with apparent reluctance just two words about people mr wondergood you will soon see my daughter maria she is my three billions you understand i nodded my head in approval but your california does not produce such gold neither does any other country on this dirty earth it is the gold of the heavens i am not a believer mr wondergood but even i experience some doubts when i meet the gaze of my maria hers are the only hands into which you might without the slightest misgiving place your billions i am an old bachelor and i was overcome with fear but magnus continued sternly with a ring of triumph in his voice but she will not accept them sir her gentle hands must never touch this golden dirt her clean eyes will never behold any sight but that of this endless godless campagna here is her monastery mr wondergood and there is but one exit for her from here into the kingdom of heaven if it does exist i beg your pardon but i cannot understand this my dear magnus i protested in great joy life and people the face of thomas magnus grew angry as it did yesterday and in stern ridicule he interrupted me 
and i beg you to grasp dear wondergood that life and people are not for maria it is enough that i know them my duty was to warn you and now he again assumed the attitude of cold politeness i ask you to come to my table you too mr toppy we had begun to eat and were chattering of small matters when maria entered the door through which she entered was behind my back i mistook her soft step for those of the maid carrying the dishes but i was astonished by the long-nosed toppy sitting opposite me his eyes grew round like circles his face red as if he were choking his adam's apple seemed to be lifted above his neck as if driven by a wave and to disappear again somewhere behind his narrow ministerial collar of course i thought he was choking to death with a fishbone and shouted toppy what is the matter with you take some water but magnus was already on his feet announcing coldly my daughter maria mr henry wondergood i turned about quickly and how can i express the extraordinary when it is inexpressible it was something more than beautiful it was terrible in its beauty i do not want to seek comparisons i shall leave that to you take all that you have ever seen or ever known of the beautiful on earth the lily the stars the sun but add add still more but not this was the awful aspect of it there was something else the elusive yet astonishing similarity to whom whom have i met upon this earth who was so beautiful so beautiful and awe-inspiring awe-inspiring and unapproachable i have learned by this time your entire archive wondergood and i do not believe that it comes from your modest gallery madonna mumbled toppy in a hoarse voice scared out of his wits so that is it yes madonna the fool was right and i satan could understand his terror madonna whom people see only in churches in paintings in the imagination of artists maria the name which rings only in hymns and prayer-books heavenly beauty mercy forgiveness and love star of the seas do you like that name star of the seas it was really devilishly funny i made a deep bow and almost blurted out madam i beg your pardon for my unbidden intrusion but i really did not expect to meet you here i must humbly beg your pardon but i could not imagine that this black-bearded fellow has the honour of having you for his daughter a thousand times i crave your pardon for but enough i said something else how do you do signorina it is indeed a pleasure and she really did not indicate in any way that she was already acquainted with me one must respect an incognito if one would remain a gentleman 
and only a scoundrel would dare to tear a mask from a lady's face this would have been all the more impossible because her father thomas magnus continued to urge us with a chuckle do eat please mr toppy why do you not drink mr wondergood the wine is splendid in the course of what followed first she breathed second she blinked third she ate and she was a beautiful girl about eighteen years of age and her dress was white and her throat bare it was really laughable i gazed at her bare neck and believe me my earthly friend i am not easily seduced i am not a romantic youth but i am not old by any means i am not at all bad-looking i enjoy an independent position in the world and don't you like the combination satan and maria maria and satan in evidence of the seriousness of my intentions i can submit at that moment i thought more of our descendants and sought a name for our first-born than indulged in frivolity suddenly toppy's adam's apple gave a jerk and he inquired hoarsely has any one ever painted your portrait signorina maria never poses for painters broke in magnus sternly i felt like laughing at the fool toppy i had already opened wide my mouth filled with a set of first-class american teeth when maria's pure gaze pierced my eyes and everything flew to the devil as in that moment of the railway catastrophe you understand she turned me inside out like a stocking or how shall i put it my fine parisian costume was driven inside of me and my still finer thoughts which however i would not have wanted to convey to the lady suddenly appeared upon the surface with all my secrecy i was left no more sealed than a room in a fifteen-cent lodging-house but she forgave me said nothing and threw her gaze like a projector in the direction of toppy illumining his entire body you too would have laughed had you seen how this poor old devil was set aglow and aflame by this gaze clear from the prayer-book to the fishbone with which he nearly choked to death fortunately for both of us magnus arose and invited us to follow him into the garden come let us go into the garden said he maria will show you her favourite flowers yes maria but seek no songs of praise from me o poet i was mad i was as provoked as a man whose closet has just been ransacked by a burglar i wanted to gaze at maria but was compelled to look upon the foolish flowers because i dared not lift my eyes i am a gentleman and cannot appear before a lady without a necktie i was seized by a curious humility do you like to feel humble i do not 
i do not know what maria said but i swear by eternal salvation her gaze and her entire uncanny countenance was the embodiment of an all-embracing meaning so that any wise word i might have uttered would have sounded meaningless the wisdom of words is necessary only for those poor in spirit the right are silent take note of that little poet sage and eternal chatterbox wherever you may be let it be sufficient for you that i have humbled myself to speak ah but i have forgotten my humility she walked and i and toppy crawled after her i detested myself and this broad-backed toppy because of his hanging nose and large pale ears what was needed here was an apollo and not a pair of ordinary americans we felt quite relieved when she had gone and we were left alone with magnus it was all so sweet and simple toppy abandoned his religious airs and i crossed my legs comfortably lit a cigar and fixed my steel-sharp gaze upon the whites of magnus's eyes you must be off to rome mr wondergood they are probably worrying about you said our host in a tone of loving concern i can send toppy i replied he smiled and added ironically i hardly think that would be sufficient mr wondergood i sought to clasp his great white hand but it did not seem to move closer but i caught it just the same pressed it warmly and he was compelled to return the pressure very well signor magnus i am off at once i said i have already sent for the carriage he replied is not the campagna beautiful in the morning i again took a polite look at the countryside and said with emotion yes it is beautiful erwin my friend leave us for a moment i have a few words to say to signor magnus toppy left and signor magnus opened wide his big sad eyes i again tried my steel on him and bending forward closer to his dark face i asked have you ever observed dear magnus the very striking resemblance between your daughter the signorina maria and a certain celebrated personage don't you think she resembles the madonna madonna drawled out magnus no dear wondergood i haven't noticed that i never go to church but i fear you will be late the roman fever i again seized his white hand and shook it vigorously no i did not tear it off and from my eyes there burst forth again those two tears let us speak plainly signor magnus said i i am a straightforward man and have grown to love you do you want to come along with me and be the lord of my billions magnus was silent his hand lay motionless in mine 
his eyes were lowered and something dark seemed to pass over his face then immediately to disappear finally he said seriously and simply i understand you mr wondergood but i must refuse no i will not go with you i have failed to tell you one thing but your frankness and confidence in me compel me to say that i must to a certain extent steer clear of the police the roman police i asked betraying a slight excitement nonsense we shall buy it no the international he replied i hope you do not think that i have committed some base crime the trouble is not with police which can be bought you are right mr wondergood when you say that one can buy almost any one the truth is that i can be of no use to you what do you want me for you love humanity and i detest it at best i am indifferent to it let it live now and not interfere with me leave me my maria leave me the right and strength to detest people as i read the history of their life leave me my campagna and that is all i want and all of which i am capable all the oil within me has burned out wondergood you see before you an extinguished lamp hanging on a wall a lamp which once good-bye i do not ask your confidence magnus i interjected pardon me you will never receive it mr wondergood my name is an invention but it is the only one i can offer to my friends to tell the truth i liked thomas magnus at that moment he spoke bravely and simply in his face one could read stubbornness and will this man knew the value of human life and had the mien of one condemned to death but it was the mien of a proud uncompromising criminal who will never accept the ministrations of a priest for a moment i thought my father had many bastard children deprived of legacy and wandering about the world perhaps thomas magnus is one of these wanderers and is it possible that i have met a brother on this earth very interesting but from a purely human business point of view one cannot help but respect a man whose hands are steeped in blood i saluted changed my position and in the humblest possible manner asked magnus's permission to visit him occasionally and seek his advice he hesitated but finally looked me straight in the face and agreed very well mr wondergood you may come i hope to hear from you things that may supplement the knowledge i glean from books and by the way mr toppy has made an excellent impression upon my maria toppy yes she has found a striking resemblance between him and one of her favourite saints she goes to church frequently toppy a saint or has his prayer-book overbalanced his huge back and the fishbone in his throat 
magnus gazed at me almost gently and only his thin nose seemed to tremble slightly with restrained laughter it is very pleasant to know that behind this austere exterior there is so much quiet and restrained merriment it was twilight when we left magnus followed us to the threshold but maria remained in seclusion the little white house surrounded by the cypress trees was as quiet and silent as we found it yesterday but the silence was of a different character the silence was the soul of maria i confess that i felt rather sad at this departure but very soon came a new series of impressions which dispelled this feeling we were approaching rome we entered the brightly illuminated densely populated streets through some opening in the city wall and the first thing we saw in the eternal city was a creaking trolley-car trying to make its way through the same hole in the wall toppy who was acquainted with rome revelled in the familiar atmosphere of the churches we were passing and indicated with his long finger the remnants of ancient rome which seemed to be clinging to the huge wall of the new structures just as if the latter had been bombarded with the shells of old and fragments of the missiles had clung to the bricks here and there we came upon additional heaps of this old rubbish above a low parapet of stone we observed a dark shallow ditch and a large triumphal gate half sunk in the earth the forum exclaimed toppy majestically our coachman nodded his head in affirmation with every new pile of old stone and brick the fellow swelled with pride while i longed for my new york and its skyscrapers and tried to calculate the number of trucks that would be necessary to clear these heaps of rubbish called ancient rome away before morning when i mentioned this to toppy he was insulted and replied you don't understand anything better close your eyes and just reflect that you are in rome i did so and was again convinced that sight is as much of an impediment to the mind as sound not without reason are all wise folk on the earth blind and all good musicians deaf like toppy i began to sniff the air and through my sense of smell i gathered more of rome and its horribly long and highly entertaining history than hitherto thus a decaying leaf in the woods smells stronger than the young and green foliage will you believe me when i say that i sensed the odour of blood and nero but when i opened my eyes expectantly i observed a plain everyday kiosk and a lemonade stand well how do you like it growled toppy still dissatisfied it smells well certainly it smells 
it will smell stronger with every hour these are old strong aromas mr wondergood and so it really was the odour grew in strength i cannot find comparisons to make it clear to you all the sections of my brain began to move and buzz like bees aroused by smoke it is strange but it seems that rome is included in the archive of the silly wondergood perhaps this is his native town when we approached a certain populous square i sensed the clear odour of some blood relatives which was soon followed by the conviction that i too have walked these streets before have i like toppy previously donned the human form ever louder buzzed the bees my entire beehive buzzed and suddenly thousands of faces dim and white beautiful and horrible began to dance before me thousands upon thousands of voices noises cries laughters and sighs nearly set me deaf no this was no longer a beehive it was a huge fiery smithy where firearms were being forged with the red sparks flying all about iron of course if i had lived in rome before i must have been one of its emperors i remember the expression of my face i remember the movement of my bare neck as i turn my head i remember the touch of golden laurels upon my bald head iron ah i hear the steps of the iron legions of rome i hear the iron voices vivat caesar i am hot i am burning or was i not an emperor but simply one of the victims when rome burned down in accordance with the magnificent plan of nero no this is not a fire this is a funeral pyre on which i am forcibly ensconced i hear the snake-like hissing of the tongues of flame beneath my feet i strain my neck all lined with blue veins and in my throat there rises the final curse or blessing think of it i even remember that roman face in the front row of spectators which even then gave me no rest because of its idiotic expression and sleepy eyes i am being burned and it sleeps hotel internationale cried toppi and i opened my eyes we were going up a hill along a quiet street at the end of which there glowed a large structure worthy even of new york it was the hotel where we had previously wired for reservations they probably thought we had perished in the wreck my funeral pyre was extinguished i grew as merry as a darky who has just escaped from hard labour and i whispered to toppy well toppy and how about the madonna yes interesting i was frightened at first and nearly choked to death with a bone 
you are silly toppy she is polite and did not recognize you she simply took you for one of her saints it is a pity old boy that we have chosen for ourselves these solemn american faces had we looked around more carefully we might have found some more beautiful i am quite satisfied with mine said toppy sadly and turned away a glow of secret self-satisfaction appeared upon his long shiny nose ah toppy ah the saint but we were already being accorded a triumphal reception End of section 4